Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and uh, we are also we're back to review uh, some more films from the Vittenville Film Festival 2021. Uh, this time we're reviewing uh, the film Catch the Fair One. A former championship uh, champion boxer embarks on a fight for her life when she goes in search of her missing sister. Um, this film, I think it opened in Bittenville. Oh, no, no. It Actually, I think it opened in Tri- Tribeca Film Festival. I think I saw the synopsis there. Um, yeah. It was written by and actually stars uh, Kaylee Reese, uh, who is actually an actual championship boxer, and she's actually a champion right now. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you think of this film? I really like this film. It was surprising. Um, they didn't go in the direction that I thought they were going to do. And I'm reminded why I don't want ever Kaylee Reese ever mad at me. I can't. She can't hit me. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, I think there's a couple things about this. So she's a boxer, but she's apparently she's also like um, it's also, you know, a motivational speaker. She's um, a strong advocate for, for native rights. Um, and, uh, she is supporting of the, uh, missing and murdered indigenous women and girls movement. Um, and so that's basically what this film was about, basically about anyway. So it kind of, and uh, a couple looking this up and I was like, I wonder who this, um, who the lead actress is. Then I looked it up and then I looked more, I was like, wait, she, she's seems way too, um, like you can tell when somebody actually has fight training. And so I started looking up, I was like, oh, wait, she's actually a boxer. Oh, wow. And then I started looking more about her. I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. This is she's like this- a two-time world champion in two different weight classes. Yeah. She's a WBA superstar. Yeah. I thought you I thought you wanted to watch this because you knew who Kaylee, uh, I Kylie Reese was. I didn't know she was in the film. That's what I'm saying. I just, I just, oh. no, I just saw the film. I was like, oh, well, cool, cool. I did not know. Did not know she was in the film. Didn't know. And that's our opinion. I was like, wait a minute. She looks familiar. And then I started piecing things together. I was like, oh, and I was like, huh, she's actually pretty good because she's the lead in this. And um, she, they, uh, like, it's, it reminds me a lot of what we did with Beans in that when you have a film being made um, by someone who is talking about something that's near and dear to their heart, they put a lot into it. And you tell there's a lot of care put into this film. Right. I mean, um, they didn't, first of all, they got Mr. Aronofsky behind him. So you knew. Well, that, yeah, that too. So that was actually the first thing that kind of drew me to this when I saw that uh, Darren Aronofsky was the uh, executive producer in this film. So I was like, okay, cool. And so, yeah, they put a lot of, they put a lot behind this film. Yeah, it's, it's very well done. It's, it's, it's dark without being like too twisty. It's very on point and directed and they don't hold your hand so you don't get into this if you remember that there was a movie with Jer- uh, with jeremy renner like he was going out in the middle of nowhere and it turned out the whole thing was supposed to be about bringing attention to um the missing and murdered indigenous women and then it just kind of felt like that was just a convenient backstory stop for the story they ended up telling well when you this, said it started jeremy rainer it kind of that that, that okay just, that look, made sense to me that of course it wasn't really about that but yeah uh look we could say anything we want about the man he can act no no, no it's not no no that's not what i'm saying it's like that's not a film for him well the way they did the story is i think it was called wind river the the way they did the story, everything that happened and the way that they did the setup, it was really engaging and you kind of, they didn't data dump, but you got a lot of good information about it. It's just the investigation that they went on 
didn't really kind of hit home what we were really dealing with. It kind of started to feel a little, you know, West Coast uh, 90s mystery thriller only set on a res in the middle of, you know, flyover country. Uh, But for this story, because of it was taken from the perspective of a family member Mm -hmm. who was really hung up on the fact that their their younger sister was missing and they couldn't get over it. And it was, it was also about how it derailed their life Mm -hmm. and, you know, a form of survivor skill. Right. Mm -hmm. It just kind of opened the door for you to get the perspective of the people who really are going through this situation. And, you know, there's a, a support group at one point in time where people are talking and everybody in the support group is indigenous and they're all talking about somebody in their family who's been snatched up. I just felt like that was a much more compelling way to address the subject and to dig into what this does to families and what it really, what, what the kind of trafficking that we're talking about looks like. So I, I found that, I just found that to be really compelling and I wanted to cry a couple of times in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a there. Th- this is a very raw looking film here, and there's some really raw. I saw your, I think you you texted me about the waterboarding scene, which is yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of like you deserve that shit too. Uh, that happens. I, in the look, film. you um, notice all I said was yeah. homegirl waterboarded this man. Like no other statement could I make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. I also think this film is um it it it, it, it put, I put it in the same category as Beans. Um I think it's a better film than Beans, but like um in the fact that the there's a very raw, not sure coded look at what some of the stuff looks like. Like it like at first when I'm I'm trying to figure out what's happening here uh, in the early one, I figure out what it is. It's like like when she's bleeding in the mouth, right? And you find out mm-hmm. that she's had a razor blade there. You're like, oh, 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 okay. You know, and it's like you said, it's it's a very um, you you might tear up a couple times because it's definitely very raw in some of the emotions. The conversation she was having with her mom when it was the whole idea of you know you wish it was me that I gotten taken, not my sister, right? And those conversations mm-hmm. there, like it's, there's a lot of, um, and even the end, I like how they did the end because it's, you know, yeah, we're not going to get into spoilers, but even the end of this film, I think is done well, because like I said, there's, I think there's an, when, when people do these kind of films, they kind of, they find a way to kind of distance themselves from what's really being talked here. Right. This film is, there's a lot of subtlety totally in here like with um uh what um some of the men behind uh some of the kidnappings were and where they were located at and you know um some of the things they did um and it's just you kind of feel almost hopeless a little bit but i think that was kind of some of the point of this film here because like this is a serious thing that you hear all the time talking about um, missing indigenous women, missing black women, and, you know, these women, you know, or young girls get scooped up and you never hear or see from them again. 
You yeah, know? And- we have a tendency to want the third act happily ever after. However, that has to come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all for talking about the social issues. Yes, uh, and put the quotations, but to actually real deal in a forthright manner about the very two different Americas and very two different worlds globally that people can live in and what can happen to you in them. Um, it's bleak. So to get a movie that actually it looked beautiful, but it was bleak mm-hmm. all the way through. And um, it feels unsatisfying the way something like this should be unsatisfying, mm-hmm. right? You've got a former champion who completely goes off the rails after her sister gets missing. You don't ever know why this derailed her life until you're deep into this movie. Right. And I thought that was a really smart way to go about it because it's clear this movie was made lean. Mm -hmm. Um, And it still feels like it's got a lot of grit. It's got a lot of um, um, like really, really kind of abrupt honesty, like the way it will be in real life where you ask somebody what happens to you. And instead of getting the polite lie, they just unload on you and you're like, well, shit. Yeah. I mean, this film is only an hour and 25 minutes. But there's a, even though it's a really short film, where one of the shorter films I've seen in the festival, it's still, it's, it's heavy and it's got a lot of meat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you don't feel like, you don't feel like a lot's been left out. You get enough of, you get enough stuff where you might feel unsatisfied though, I think is also some of the, the part of the, the point, right? Mm-hmm. Because like the subject matter can leave you unsatisfied right there's a lot we see too many of these type of films like taken is kind of like that film right right you know oh yeah we're gonna go we're gonna save you know do the impossible save the girl but also you gotta remember like you know other other girls got taken too another girl got taken too and she died you know it's like there's there's other people that you know what do you do like these people well because we code those stories very carefully Mm mm-hmm you know, we don't I mean, to, think yeah. about it. Liam Neeson had a particular set of skills. Mm-hmm. His daughter got taken, not because she wasn't prepared, but because she had a mother who let her kind of roll her eyes at her dad, trying to prepare her for the real world and letting her do things that he patently was telling her, this is unsafe for our child, especially outside of the U.S. This should not, don't do this. Um, but then you also have the way that they put together the story where his daughter was only still alive because she was a virgin. You know, so we don't even really talk about they gloss over why he was able to find his child. They gloss over the fact that she was special enough to require special treatment while they bulldoze through all the places like where you say where he's basically bulldozing through all these other people taken without zero care. Mm hmm zero care for them other than the relationship that they bear to his search for his child. And I don't think that you should, it's a revenge drama clearly, but it plays with the conventions that we put in these kinds of stories in a way that I think really worked. And it was, it's decidedly impressive in the fact that they didn't need a whole lot of words. Right. Right, and, and don't get me wrong. There's definitely some revenge that happens in this film, and is those those moments are definitely satisfying. Um, uh, there's one with, with old boy from the beginning where he's like 
basically <laughs> we won't yeah. get into it but like and i'm like yeah nah bro you you deserve to have this this death be nice slow and painful dog like you gonna yeah you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna catch this slow painful death man and you just gonna, you're gonna you know, we that. might be the two wrong people that we clearly you know this is this is more than just the i understand this is also i agree no yeah you know, no no <laughs> i just let me get on the record and saying oh i agree with everything that happened here because like they all deserve that shit you know yeah. every single yeah. bit that comes that people have but but again it's it it's Again, this film reminds me of a bean, like a beans, because a beans was also about an indigenous community as well. Um, I think both was. I think this one's also set in Canada. Yes. Yeah, and they're both set in Canada, um, and it's both is a is a is a, a subject we know is very prevalent to the day, um, and it's bringing highlights of. In taking things that we've seen in the news and things we've talked about and putting it from an indigenous point of view, um, and also, you know, it, it, uh, again, it, it brings a little, it might get people, and I'm, again, I'm not going to read them, but I am interested in seeing how some white critics take this, because white critics like things tied up in nice little bows for them. I was um, just looking at some of the reviews, and every last one of them, the way they use the word unsatisfying is about talking about the ending. Okay, and, and, that, and that makes sense, and I'm like, yeah, because you to th- this is an this is an example of a film where white critics and, and white directors want to wrap things up because they think that the audience can't handle and basically can't handle the truth, right? Uh, come and, on, let's be real. White directors and white screenplay writers and mostly white audiences they expect these stories to be wrapped up because that's what makes them not real. Mm-hmm. No, it, right. I, don't, I don't even think it's about whether or not they can handle it. It's for them. This is fiction. Even when they say they're inspired by or based on a true story, it's still fiction because anything less than that glossy patina that they put on this stuff means you have to deal with why this can't be resolved. Like there, she's she's not going to find her sister, and even if she does, she's not going to end trafficking. Mm-hmm. You know, and those things, having to have those acknowledgments means you have to it you have to admit that this is a this is a problem. Right. You know, and this is the kind of first world problem that we don't like to talk about, that when people start saying, you know, capitalism is bad, this is why. Like. Being money driven, like you get in here, the father is played by uh, what's the actor's name? And I really am. He's a great actor. He's a character. Oh, uh, Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. Dunn. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, he's been taking some roles lately, and I hope it's because he's trying to elevate like the profile of the film, <laughs> but he's been sliding into some evil mm-hmm. in ways that I want to ask mm-hmm. if he's okay. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a moment in here where he he says something to her. And and it's not even just his delivery, but it's definitely his delivery where he's like, yeah. you think I remember their names? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that it puts it into like a really stark focus. What. How futile everything was that once you're lost. They use the word lost for a reason, like after a while, they don't call missing people missing anymore especially when they're tender age they call them lost because it's very rare that you find something that's lost you can find stuff that's missing 
or misplaced, right? Mm-hmm. And I it just it's it was just really it kind of drove home the points in me, the parts of these conversations that we don't have. That this particular trafficking ring works because it's extremely well funded and it gets to hide behind white privilege. Um there's another character in here who plays the wife of mm-hmm. one of the people who she goes to question about her sister. And as soon as she came on the screen, I was like, I wonder, I wonder if she's actually voluntarily in the situation right. that she's in. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I appreciate this film not having to, it, it, it also wants you to be smart to figure that shit out yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate how they don't act like the white woman is oblivious. They pulled mm-hmm. into the bl- bon- the benevolent mistress of the plantation trope, right. and the- Lisa Emery did a real good job. Right, pissing me the fuck off. Yeah, I mean, again, this film is an hour and twenty five minutes. It gets in and get out, and, and but it gives you everything you need. Um. I said, uh, Kayla did a great job, you know, as the lead in this, um, and, and, and going with it, like, and it's not just that typical idea of, well, she's a, you know, she's an athlete, a boxer. So we brought her in here. We just didn't give her a lot of words to speak. I mean, there's a lot of acting she does just with her emotions and her face and things like that, that I think yeah. work really well. I mean, again, but she delivers me. her lines yeah. too. Right, 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 like, right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is a this is a legit, like, great. You know, um, yeah, this might be her. Is this her first and only acting debut? I don't know. I think it might be. I think I looked this up, and I think it was. That was a funny thing. It wasn't even listed on her IMDb. You know, I, I know she wrote the story, so that's great. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Um, yeah, this is the first one she's she's actually acted in. She's also the first one she's wrote for, and I know she she hosts a podcast. Um, well, I don't know if she hosts it, but she's she's frequently on, yeah, she's frequently on it. But um, yeah, this is a this is a first for both on writing and acting, and I would say on both, great job. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, isn't um the person she wrote with is who does Narcos, right? Uh, might be a because there was some really good directorial choices and editing in this movie too. Well, the co-writer is also yeah, is also the director. And he also directed some on Narcos, yes. Okay, cuz I was like I just every once in a while there's a, there was like a composite spot. I'm like I swear to god that looks mm-hmm. like it's from that drug show. But yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yosef, he um he has um He's directed Narcos, and he's also co-wrote this with Kaylee. So, um, yeah, this is a fantastic job on both of these on the, both of these efforts. Um, where do you give this out of ten? Uh, th- I think this is a solid seven and a half for me. Yeah, I- I'm just gonna go an eight. I actually really okay. enjoyed this. Um, I thought this was um really good, especially with it with it coming out and being um a first um for for Kaylee and. I'm not sure he's directed something before. Yeah, he's on the he's on the festival circuit at least one other time. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe as shorts, but not. This is actually the first directorial like. This is his first feature. Fe- oh wait, Dirty Hands. So maybe is that a feature film? 
I want yeah, to say hands, it, yes. maybe. Yeah. It so sounds familiar, but off the top yeah. of my head, I can't tell you if I saw it. So yeah, Dirty Hands but, came out ooh, 2014. So yeah. and okay. again, that was also another hour and 24 minutes. So the, the other thing that I, I want to say here is like also does a really good job of getting a film out um, short. Yeah, I mean, I think this. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of the 85, 86 minute max movie because you're going to have to change how you make movies Mm -hmm. post a world that refuses to understand the world has changed. Uh, You're going to, you know, you're going to need more bubbles. You're going to have to do more um, one scene movies. This movie has only a couple of different locations. Um, But I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really enjoy this movie. I think that it's, it's, it, it's a movie that more people need to see, and it's a style of storytelling that I hope people get comfortable and accepting of, because I think it does more to create a backdrop that doesn't feel exploitive of the social issues that it wants to bring to people's attention. Mm-hmm. And I and I really appreciate that because I'm really feeling I'm feeling a lot of. This is a great place for us to spend plant these white people and tell this story with other stuff going in the background that other people may notice and we can say that our movie is socially aware story format i'm really tired of it right Same here. So, yeah so this was yeah and i agree with you this is better than beans probably because this is fully rooted and there's no you know story within a story element this is this right. it's a it's, it's very focused it, 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 i think the biggest the, the big difference between this and beans to me is this is this is focus. This is and, yeah. and again, that's just because of the way the story is being told and, and what goes on there. So, um, yeah, not really a huge knock against beans, but just that's just a reality of it. Um, I mean, they, they they they're layers and they're stories within stories and implications, but they're all still focused towards the same point. And beans is two stories happening simultaneously. Right. So I agree. Yeah, um, it looks like the average is three out of five from white critics. Hmm. <laughs> no i mean no i just i just popped in it looks like that's what it is but it looks like it looks like it's got really good solid scores on rotten tomatoes right now and i hope yeah. that holds because i hope this gets picked up because i want people oh no ifc bought it okay awesome great exactly where it belongs mm-hmm. definitely definitely um um all right folks uh well, hopefully this will come out on ifc soon so keep an eye out with that um we have more uh movie reviews coming out soon so make sure you subscribe movie trailer reviews itunes it's radio and spotify um and uh we got plenty of stuff coming on so stay tuned for that so again folks thank you very much for listening until next time we're out of here peace